0: Not prepared for uh, cold weather. Oh, good, good, because that was I was really about to turn up the heat on him if we uh, uh, weren't able to track him down. Matt Lively from the field, one of our field reporters out there from Channel 6. People don't realize that, but uh, we do have reporters from Channel 6 that are kind of out there looking around areas. Uh, Matt, where are you right now, and what? Why were we having trouble reaching you? <laughs>
1: uh, I, I, listen, four twenty. I've got the alarm set. I get a call from a superintendent who's explaining oh. something that happened on a UIL call this morning. All right, He's getting the full scoop right. from a superintendent. I, I, but you know what? I shouldn't have known better. I put Matt Mosley off to the side. I put him in a in the corner, and that's on me.
0: Yeah, you can't do that. You can't do that. And uh, I was almost—I had Chris Williams on speed dial. You were almost. Oh God! <laughs> for the
1: viewers, for the listeners, I'm glad that I did able to hop on here.
0: Whew. Oh man, you and Chris both great at what you do. Up and coming young guys here in the uh, here in the area. Now, before we get into that Baylor Kansas State mess from the other night, by the way, where were you? I mean, Quillin was up there enjoying the wonderful food. Boy, Brent has Brent Ingram, the new football SID, rolled in here. He's just—I mean—the the food, the the press box has been so great, and it's been a wonderful experience. And Curtis was up there, really holding court, having a good time. And did not see you in the press box. Were you down on the field? you know, kind of getting some pregame and getting a lot of the footage. Is that where, is that why I didn't see you?
1: A little bit of both, a little bit of both. We were, I, I, you know, to Curtis's credit, he went down for a long time. He shot a majority of that game while I was up in the box, but pregame, oh. you know, we get down there. Deuce Vaughn was playing round rock native. So getting footage of him, got to send it down to Austin. And then i tell you what came back up for a few cake pops that they've got there. Uh, Cause those are delicious as ever. And then uh, I was down there for most of the first quarter checking on Adrian Martinez and Apu because they both went down with injuries and scouting it out. And then immediately my blood said, hey, this is uh, we're pretty cold. How about we get back into the heat? And so that's where I went back up to the press box, cup of coffee, warm up the blood. And uh, yeah, uh, it was cold, though. I felt bad for Curtis. And that's why, you know, he can lounge in that pregame because it gets cold down there.
0: Curtis is from the San Antonio area. He's been in plenty of cold weather. He's played athletics in the cold, although I think he was a basketball player. It wasn't like he was out in the, uh, in the cold, but uh, Curtis could endure, endure many a thing. Now, before we jump into that, though, uh, take me back to Friday night. Uh, Channel 6 canvassed, um, you know, I couldn't be everywhere, but, boy, y'all get to as much as possible. We had some interesting matchups on Thursday. Walk me through kind of where you were and, um, and the matchups that really uh, that really grabbed your attention, the outcomes. I hated to see one of our local teams. I knew Crawford was going to roll. I knew some of these teams would would roll, but um, La Vega, man, I was uh, – I was really bummed about that the other night. I'm also bummed that my Kauffman Lions have to play China Spring. That's a good Kauffman program, good Kauffman team. That's not a walkover for China Spring, but that's an ugly second-round matchup for my alma mater. Walk me through Friday night kind of where you were and then the outcomes that really grabbed your attention.
1: I was given the easy, uh, the easy assignment of just having to go to one game and then book it back to the studio to, to host the show with Curtis. I went to Oglesby. They were playing in Valley Mills. Uh, mm. and, and Oglesby is one of the best six-man teams in the state right now. This was a, a program that hadn't been to the playoffs since I believe it was 1983. Prior to Jeff Dixon coming in in 2020, He's gotten to three straight postseason uh, appearances now, and the Oglesby Tigers are rolling. So we were out there. We had Nicole Sheeran at Crawford. Uh, yeah. and they, just, I mean, they blew the doors off their opponent, and now they're ready for the second round. Tell you what, Belton getting a win was awesome to see. I'd say that university with the, the revitalization that they've had was pretty miraculous and, and great to see. Uh, there's a lot of really good football to still be played. We've got Whitney, who's making noise with David Haynes Jr. as their head coach in his first year. West has got a tough uh, matchup coming up this week. There's just a lot of good football left to be played here in Central Texas.
0: Matt, how does the, uh, the game of the week we'll peel back the curtain? Do you guys kind of already, by when you start seeing these matchups, and Steve, even by Friday, we were hearing a few things. We knew we were waiting to see who would win this. To, Kaufman had to beat uh, Wilmer Hutchins, and they did 41 to nothing uh, to, to see who China Spring was going to play. But uh, uh, how quickly do you come to a decision on your Channel 6 game of the week? And can you, uh, even though it's early in the week, are you willing to reveal to us who the uh, game of the week will be?
1: Uh, this is going to be anticlimactic for you, Mosley. Unfortunately, our game of the weeks are done. Our FNL schedule, per se, is over. Of course, we're still going to yeah. broadcast plenty of high school football on Friday, but the actual show itself is going to be much oh. shorter because some teams are knocked out. So we don't have a, a so-called oh. game of the week. I can okay. tell you, though, I believe the teams that we're going to put uh, a lot of focus on this week We've got Riesel, who with Tyler Crow, uh, they've been just excellent. So I think we're Nicole or I will be at Riesel, and then whoever doesn't go to Riesel, I believe is going to go to University because I mean, what a story the Trojans are right now. And Kent Laster, he comes in last year, they go winless. This program yeah. just has been, you know, in this in the lows for the last decade plus and then all of a sudden they're second in the district there. I mean, they almost pull off a, an improbable win against Belton in that final regular season week, which would have given them a share of the district title. Um, and then they win their first playoff game. So, University is just a really fun team to watch. They've got a really tough matchup against Fort Bend Marshall, so it should be a good one on Friday. But I think that's where we're going to go during the regular season, though. We have a pretty good idea uh, by Sunday – is, is when that's decided typically yeah
0: have y'all thought about calling me um you know as, as far as like maybe getting my voice in some of that decision making is that something that maybe you and Curtis should talk about maybe going into next season
1: it's funny you say that i've always suspected that before curtis calls me on sundays He's already yeah. had an hour-long conversation with you, so you're actually revealing <laughs> to me you don't have a hand in our game of the week. I just kind of assumed you were pulling the strings behind the curtains, like, like Oz.
0: No, you know Nikki would would ask me, "Hey Mosley, what do you you know where?" But I just don't know Nicole really yet. Seems very nice. I think there's been some interaction via Twitter or something, <laughs> but uh, I just don't know that she is become as devoted to the Matt Mosley show. She certainly doesn't listen to any of the local Internet shows, but loves radios, what Nicole's told me, and and is uh, very supportive. Now, uh, Matt Lively joined us from uh, Channel 6, and uh, one of the anchors and reporters out there. Uh, Matt, this, uh, this Baylor thing was just, uh, it, that was rough to watch, and you're going to have a clunker every now and then. You don't want to do it when you have all this whatever, I mean, all this stuff about the blackout. What are you going to wear? Do they have black uniforms? Do they have this? Do they have that? <laughs> you got a great crowd, and then you come out and you lay an egg. Now, that is uh, this is going to be a real test of Baylor's pride. Um, I mean, I, th- th- you know, this year there's always been something to turn to. Okay, now let's depend on the run game. All right, let's see if, let's see if Shapen can get things done. Part of the issue the other night is they just never had the ball. And, of course, when they had it, they didn't do much with it. And and generally it's hard to just point to something that happens early and go, well, that's where they lost the game. But from the minute they threw that interception, it's like they just never had a foothold in that game again.
1: Uh, the game went off the rails so quickly. I yeah. think you're right. Like the, the interception happened, and things looked great. And from that moment forward, I kept waiting for that punchback where it was like, okay, you know, they stumbled, but they get back up. And it just never came. At the end of the second – or, sorry, at the end of the first half, you know, they go down there, and it's – I think Josh Cameron drops a pass that would have given them a first down and maybe like eight seconds to throw it into the end zone a few times, and that doesn't happen. They settle for a field goal. So you're you're still thinking like – all right, they get the ball to start the second half. They're going to be fine, and it didn't happen. And, you know, to remind you, I, I get here in 2020, 2021. Baylor wins a national championship. Football starts. They win a Big 12 championship. They win a Sugar Bowl. I've not seen a lot of Baylor losses, um, and especially, like, in this fashion. Uh, you know, you, you got to go back to 2020 when they played Oklahoma State Uh, for the last time that they didn't score at least six points. So this was just confusing. And then to put it on top of, like you were saying, the blackout, and there's all this hype around it. This might be the last time that Baylor fans asked for a blackout in like five years Uh, because, boy, did it not go well. It was a gray out by the time that the game ended. A lot of empty seats at McLean Stadium. Props to those who showed up in the cold weather, but I wouldn't have stuck around either. Yeah. Now, to, just to
0: clarify, you have seen a lot of losses because of where you went to college. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: just, hey, I, just, I, I came on the show late. You can get your punches in. I also have to say sorry to Aaron. I answered the phone, disheveled, and I go, Ooh. who is this? Oh, God. And then he goes, it's Aaron. Oh, I go, no. oh, God. So I apologize oh. to Aaron, and I'll, I'll allow the university who – has their own issues, but let's, let's stick in central Texas here, (laughs) Mosley. Come on. Sorry. Ask me about, you know, TCU or something. Let's get off the old steps.
0: You know, I'm always laughing. I mean, this it is wild. Speaking of TCU, that Fox big noon kickoff. I mean, some of us were just kind of almost joking, like, well, there goes game day or Fox big, you know, coming. And I mean, it's, I know Baylor's going to get behind this, and the students will have fun with it, and maybe by the time a kickoff comes, you know, there'll be a big group there. But, you know, my fear is that the TCU people, and of course, I think they've had game day, haven't they, earlier this season? Of course, they had game day in Austin. Uh, TCU was a part of that. I think they had game day come to Fort Worth a few weeks ago, and now the big new kickoffs. I think, big big, noon I think kickoffs. Big
1: kickoff went to Fort Worth.
0: Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, but but now they're coming to Waco. I mean, it's just it's very odd that you would – I know TCU's undefeated, but it's extremely odd to, to show up for a four-loss team. And, it, but maybe that's just the schedule out there. You know, I, I, maybe if we look at the other games, we would kind of understand it more. I know game day is going to see Montana and Montana State play, and I always think that's smart when you can do something like that to go to a different locale. I mean I kinda thought last week weekend they should have gone to that two lane game. It ended up being a really good game uh in New Orleans. In in fact, uh was that UCF that uh that took down so anyway, this'll be uh this'll be very interesting uh to, to well, see. And this is gonna be a huge pride game for the Bears. And and listen, you if you if you can't get up for your arch rival, no matter how poorly you played
1: against K State, then you deserve to get beat. I agree. Uh, Let me start here. I got to assume that Fox makes this decision on on Friday because we had all talked about it on Friday, like, oh, big noon kickoff's probably going to come if Baylor wins tomorrow. Baylor gets the doors blown off, and then the announcement comes at like 11 a.m. Sunday morning. Hey, big noon kickoff's coming. So I have to assume (laughs) that this was like set in stone on Friday. I looked at the schedule, uh, airing on Fox at 7 p.m., USC-UCLA. That's number 12 versus number 8. That personally would have been my pick. I know that you go to the West Coast, the big noon kickoff thing doesn't really work. You don't get the fans out there because it's so early in the morning. Besides the point, that probably would have been my pick. I do agree with you. Baylor fans will probably get behind this thing, weather permitting, I guess. Uh, I would I would view this game as a chance to, one, see some of the seniors off in their final McLean game. You know, Dave Aranda even mentioned that today. You heard Dylan Doyle go on and on about how he's got three more chances to line up across Ramapu and Blake Shapin and those guys. And so that'll be special for the seniors. And then who doesn't want to beat the number four, maybe even better when we see the polls tomorrow team in the country and TCU. And yeah, they're already locked into the big 12 championship game. But as we know with how the the CFP goes, the big 12 doesn't get a ton of love. I don't know if a one loss TCU team makes the playoff. No, I can tell
0: you that it it wouldn't wouldn't happen.
1: yeah, yeah, and so you know, I would take pride as a Baylor fan and going. If we can be that one, that would be pretty exciting. I, you know, I, I would think Big Twelve. You want them in the CFP, some good recognition, but opposing fan bases don't view it like that. So, I think it, you know, show out that we we had a storm field, uh, a, a storming of the field the last time that Big Noon kickoff was in town for Oklahoma. So, who knows what happens on Saturday. I'm done predicting games because I would have predicted that Baylor would have kept it within uh, 20 points of Kansas state. And that didn't happen.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll be interested to see how y'all handle this Fox big noon kickoff. Will you just ignore the fact that all these big name Foxers are in town or, and just let Eric and, and them have all that big name talent. We will have, uh, I think Reggie Bush on later in the week. And uh, so that'll be kind of cool. But uh I, uh, we'll, I just want to kind of watch how you and Curtis handle this, you know, because it well, is can a... I tell, can I tell
1: you a, a quick story? Yeah. I know I came on late. Quick story from last year. All the Baylor fans storm the field, you know, then Dave takes the timeout. They got to do the kick, the, the field goal. They, they get the field goal. The storm comes. It's crazy on the field. Well, you know, as media, we've got to get off the field relatively quickly we want to get our shots of all the fans down there and the celebration mm-hmm. but we've got a press conference to get to i've got Nikki Ladarulo and darby brown behind me kind of looking at me like how are we getting out of here because they've closed the gates that we typically would leave out of and i told Nikki, you know like grab onto me and have darby grab onto you and i'm just pushing through the crowd well little did i know that reggie bush and matt liner and bob stoops had all come down to the field and that the stage is down there and they've started broadcasting. I go charging through unknowingly behind the stage and I get a fist from a Fox security guard straight to the gut. I mean, this man must've been 65 300 would look great on Baylor's defensive line. I nearly go down. Um, and so from that, I would tell you I'm going to let Fox 44 handle the big noon kickoff festivities because I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I, still, I got, still got PTSD and nightmares from that punch that almost took me out. I, I was looking at workers' comp if it had just you yeah. know, been a little bit lower. So I don't know. I don't know how I feel about them coming back. I'm certainly going to watch where I walk this time.
0: Yeah, Fox, I'm told, has deep pockets. So I would uh, still think I don't think the statute of limitations <laughs> is uh, passed. So keep that in mind. No. I don't want to encourage you to be litigious. But, uh, but anyway, there's some good lawyers <laughs> out there. Um, Matt, uh, always good stuff. You're worth the wait. All right, always uh, good to visit with you, and uh, uh, look forward to seeing you. Come see, we'll be on the air 7 a.m. with our uh, game day live show out there. The office of Baylor alumni Telgate, and um, I, I look forward to seeing you a couple hours after that.
1: Yes, sir. And again, apologies to Aaron. Answer, I go. Who is this? Mm. No, I, I should. I got. I got to save this number and speed dial.
0: Yeah. Now Aaron was was already texting me, you know, saying some things about you, but I think we can I think I can clean it up. <laughs>
1: this is my now, last Aaron time is, on the show.
0: Aaron's very affable. He'll be fine. Uh All right, thank you, Matt. There he goes. Matt lively from Channel 6. And that name describes him uh, always, always uh, good energy, brings good energy to the show. Good to have him. All right, speaking of good energy, it is time for Campus Confidential. we got several stories brewing, one particularly horribly uh, tragic story uh, coming out of Charlottesville. All of it next.
1: Scott Drew and the Bears all season long on E.